Welcome to Master Your Relationship Mind Drama. Teaching you how to manage your mind so that you can create relationships you love. And now, here's your host, certified relationship coach and expert in all things love, friendship and mind drama, Rebecca Orr. Hi guys, how is everybody doing? So there's just a few days until Christmas and I am so excited. Although I don't know if it's just in the UK, but everyone seems to be sick right now. My fiance is sick in bed. I'm starting to feel a bit nauseous and not great. Clients are rescheduling because they're sick and have the flu. (laughs) There's just so much going around. So wherever you are listening to this, I hope you're feeling well. And if you're feeling under the weather, I hope you start to improve before Sunday. I honestly cannot think of anything worse than being sick on Christmas. And I know, and we all know, circumstances cannot create feelings. (laughs) But being sick on Christmas Day is a circumstance I think I'd want to feel pretty sad about. (laughs) And that's okay. So in today's episode, I want to talk about the nature of our human brains and how they are in fact not reliable narrators. If you're into self-help and mind management already, this won't be a new idea to you, but I encourage you to listen anyway because I'm really going to dive into how not questioning your brain's assumptions, interpretations and, and default beliefs could be impacting your relationship, both with yourself and with other people. So most of us think that we are our thoughts, as in the voice that's in our head that you hear all day long. (laughs) A lot of us mistake that as being us. But our thoughts are sentences created by our brains, an organ in our skull. And we are actually the observer of those sentences. We hear them and we notice them, but we are not them. So Eckhart Tolle teaches about this a lot And I highly recommend his book, A New Earth, which really talks about our relationship to our thoughts and the ego. It's so fascinating. So definitely put it on your reading list for 2023 if you've not already read it. But he talks about this idea, how that when we're identifying with our thoughts and believing that we are our thoughts, we are unconscious. And that how we become conscious is by understanding that we are not our thoughts and not identifying with the thought patterns and forms of thought in our brain. So where do these thought patterns come from? Our thoughts are impacted by so many things like our upbringing, society, cultural and religious teachings, past experiences and traumas memories, so many things that you have zero control over, meaning you do not control the pre-programmed thoughts that your brain whispers to you on a daily basis. You just wake up and they're there. You might notice you currently have some not so great thought patterns and beliefs that are causing a lot of havoc in your life. And a lot of my clients judge themselves for this, which is why understanding that you are not your thoughts You are not those thought patterns, you are just observing them, is so important. There is no need to judge yourself for the sentences in your brain. As well as thinking we are our thoughts, a lot of us also assume that our thoughts are facts. But as the title of this podcast suggests, that is not the case. Your brain is in no way a reliable narrator. 
We think we're just noticing and observing reality, but we aren't. Our brains are continuously filtering and interpreting things through our existing beliefs and past experiences. They're distorting the information through their own narrative, which often has a bias for the negative. And brains are always looking for evidence to prove their existing beliefs true. So, for example, your upbringing around money will massively impact the way you think about money and what you think is possible for you in regards to money. If you were brought up to believe making money is hard, that is what your brain will continue to find evidence of. If you believe all men are untrustworthy, again, that's what your brain will focus on and highlight to you. If you believe the world is a terrible place, your brain could naturally very easily list all the ways that's true, all the reasons, and completely filter out and ignore all the beauty and amazing things about the world. So let's consider how this impacts our relationships with other people. If you often have the thought that your partner doesn't really care about you, this means this is a very easy thought for your brain to offer you. Because you've thought it a lot, the neural pathway in your brain is so strong. So it's going to be a default assumption your brain makes very easily and is always looking for evidence of. Your brain will be filtering information through the lens of that belief. So if your partner is late home, your brain automatically jumps to the thought, they don't really care about me. Or if they glance at their phone while you're talking, your brain instantly makes it mean, they don't really care about me. This interpretation and assumption becomes the default. And if you're not aware that it's actually a thought, not a fact, you can easily begin to react to that thought and act as if it were completely true rather than taking the time to really question it in the moment and question how true it really is. Your brain will also be ignoring all the ways your partner shows they do care about you, all the ways they do make effort, how they ask about your day and how they show up to support you and be there for you. Because that doesn't fit in with the narrative your brain is committed to. So it's disregarded. It disregards all the evidence of the contrary. If your brain has the belief, my friends don't make enough effort with me, for example, that again is a narrative that your brain will be playing out. It'll concentrate on every late response that you get from your friends and all the times where you've initiated and they haven't. And it'll completely ignore and disregard all the ways they do make effort with you. And it's so powerful to truly understand that that the world you're seeing isn't just the reality of the world. It's a constructed reality that your brain has created and fed back to you. Your thoughts are what create your reality and your experience of reality. And this is true of thoughts about all things, including your thoughts about yourself. So many of my clients have thoughts like, I'm an anxious person. (laughs) That's what they say. They turn up to consults and they say, I'm just a really anxious person. They believe that that thought is a fact. That's how they identify, which Eckhart Tolle talks about a lot in his book and talks about how this is their ego identifying with that thought form and those emotions. And when you believe that thought, if you're a person who identifies as an anxious person, your brain will tend to focus on all the ways that that is true. It'll ignore all the other emotions you also feel and all the ways you show up with confidence 
and the moments where in fact you don't feel anxious at all and you feel calm. Same with thoughts like nobody likes me or I'm not good at socialising with people I don't know or meeting new people. When you have beliefs like that, consider the emotion that they create. If you think those thoughts, you likely feel anxious and insecure as an emotion. Now imagine how you then show up in social situations from that emotion, from the emotions of anxiety and insecurity. You likely act withdrawn. You likely don't make conversation. Maybe you avoid people, you avoid conversations. And hey, presto, you've just created more evidence to prove that thought true, to prove that belief true to yourself. Our beliefs always create our results. So if you don't believe that you're valuable and that you bring a lot to your relationships, that's going to impact the way you feel and your emotions. And your emotions are the fuel that drive you in the way that you show up, in the actions you take and the decisions you make. I've had clients choosing to stay in relationships where the person isn't treating them the way that they'd like to be treated. And it's because they're feeling hopeless and anxious. And they're feeling that way because of their belief that they're less than and that nobody else would want to be with them. But brains are not reliable narrators. They aren't presenting you with the facts. They're offering you just one optional way of thinking about a circumstance, whether that circumstance be your partner, a situation, or yourself. And a big part of what I help my clients with is understanding the difference between thoughts and facts. Because we all think our thoughts are facts, but they're not. Facts are undeniable truths that everyone would agree on 100% of the time. They can be scientifically proven or proven in a court of law. They are not opinions, interpretations or judgments. So I'm not pretty enough is not a fact. I'm an anxious person, again, isn't a fact. That's not something we would all agree on. It's not something that everyone would have the exact same thought and opinion about. A fact would be, I'm a human who sometimes feels the sensations of anxiety in my body. Being an anxious person is a label that not everybody would agree on. What does that even mean? How often do you think you need to feel anxiety in your body to earn the label of anxious person? You know, I feel boredom sometimes. Does that mean I'm a bored person? I feel nostalgic sometimes. Does that mean I'm a nostalgic person? (laughs) It's totally made up, so therefore it's not a fact. So as I said, I'm currently reading A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. And one of the things he talks about is how the minute we become aware of the ego, we become conscious. And it's the same with our thought patterns, you know, because the ego is our identification with thoughts. So the moment you become aware that that voice in your head saying words to you isn't actually you, you become conscious of it. And this isn't a permanent state, not at all. (laughs) It's something we have to become aware of daily and keep bringing ourselves back to consciousness in these moments where we're attaching to our thoughts and thinking that they are facts and that we are them. And the way we know that that voice in our head isn't us is because if it was us, how could we be the one observing it? That voice chatters away all day, every day, all day, all night, even when you're asleep. And you are the space that it exists in. You are the watcher of it. You witness it. 
You feel the effects of its words in your body in the form of emotion, but you are not it. Okay, I could get so carried away with this topic, but I'm going to pull back because I don't want us to go too far deep down a rabbit hole that takes us too far away from the point of this episode. So I'm going to redirect us. But when you're considering how this relates to your day-to-day and to becoming more conscious that your thoughts aren't facts, whenever you're having thoughts about a situation or somebody else or yourself, just acknowledging, okay, these are optional sentences offered to me by my brain. My brain is saying words to me right now and they feel very, very true and factual, but I am not my brain. And I am just witnessing what it's saying and I'm observing it. I can hear it and then I can take a moment to consider it without blindly believing it. The human brain, again, driven by ego, is always taking everything very personally. It thinks everything revolves around us and it can be very dramatic. Everything is life or death. And it also has a bias for the negative. Because that's what helped keep us alive as a species for so long. Being on red alert for danger and always assuming the worst was a very productive survival mechanism back in the caveman days. (laughs) But if we know this about the human mind and we know that it's continuously filtering things and making assumptions and taking things personally, why in the hell would we want to instantly believe it? (laughs) If you had a friend like that, would you always instantly believe them? Or would you take everything they say with a pinch of salt? (laughs) So I can imagine some of you asking, okay, so if our brains aren't reliable, how do we know what we're supposed to believe? How do we know what to think? And the short answer is, you get to believe whatever the hell you want to. You get to think whatever you want. But my recommendation is that you choose your thoughts intentionally and choose ones that serve you and help you create the kinds of results that you want. So when you're doing this work, step one is to get really clear on the facts. Whatever the situation is, what are the neutral facts that everybody would agree with? For example, my partner sent a text that said, I'm going out with friends tonight, is a fact. I have brown hair, is a fact. I weigh X amount on the scales is a fact. My partner doesn't want to spend time with me. My hair is gross or I am fat are not facts. Do you see the difference between the facts and the thoughts? The latter are the interpretations of the facts. They're the judgments. They're the optional ways of thinking about the neutral factual circumstances. Some of you are probably listening and you're going to say, what if my partner really doesn't want to spend time with me? (laughs) Well, we can't read minds. So we can never know for a fact what your partner is currently thinking in that moment. It may be a fact that they said, I do not want to spend time with you. If so, there you have a fact. It is a fact that those words left their mouth. But you can only work with the facts that you have in that moment which is why it's so important to get clear on what actually is a fact here versus what is the story that your brain is assigning to those facts. And I want to be really clear, this work is never about ignoring or dismissing actual facts or pieces of information. We're not gaslighting ourselves here. We're just understanding the difference between a fact, something that has happened and is true, 
versus our ego and our brain's interpretation of what those facts mean. Which leads me to step two, which is to notice your brain's current interpretation of those facts. What does your brain make those facts mean? And what emotion do you feel when you think about it in that way? How are you likely to act when you're believing that? Do you like the way you show up when you're thinking in that way? Remember, for every circumstance, there's a million ways a human brain could think about it. And yes, sometimes you want to feel negatively about a circumstance. Just like I said at the start of the episode, if I'm sick over Christmas, I'm not going to be happy about that. (laughs) And we want to feel negatively sometimes because we're humans, not robots. You don't want to be happy when someone passes away, for example, or feel neutral about abuse or war. You want to feel negative emotion about those things and you can totally choose to do that intentionally. Step three is to really question your brain's default thought. If it's just one optional way of thinking about it, getting curious about the other options is how you take ownership of your own thoughts and emotions and how you become more intentional. So look at that particular thought, that particular optional story, and ask yourself, is that really true? What else could be true here? What is my brain ignoring or not considering? What evidence might my brain have disregarded here? What might someone who was thinking more neutrally about this be thinking? What would someone who felt the complete opposite to me right now be thinking? How would I like to feel about this? And what thoughts would create that emotion? Doing this helps to show your brain alternative ways of thinking and remind you that the particular thoughts your brain has chosen are not facts and are not the only option available. Maybe you choose to keep the current thought, the default thought. Maybe you choose to change it and choose something else. But either way, you're making that decision intentionally. So make calling bullshit on your brain stories your number one priority for 2023 and be sure to do it with a touch of compassion. There's nothing wrong with you and your brain. It's a human brain. It's wired to be constantly chattering in the background, making assumptions and offering knee-jerk reactions to the circumstances in your life. But becoming the compassionate observer and witness of that is how you're going to become more intentional and the one in charge of it. Okay, so that's all I have for you today, guys. And next week, that isn't going to be an episode. I'm going to have a week off. So we'll likely be cuddled up somewhere with mince pies and chocolate and Christmas films. But episodes will, of course, be resuming in January. So the next episode will be out on Friday the 6th of January. I also want to take a moment to mention another piece of exciting news for the new year, which is my group coaching program which was previously called Relationship Rewire and is now called Master Your Relationship Mind Drama. And it's opening its doors again in January. So it's a 12-week group coaching program taking you through all the tools and concepts you need to finally be able to manage your mind and your relationships. You'll be in a group of no more than 10 like-minded people and we'll be meeting weekly for an hour and 15 minutes. And each session will include a mix of teaching, which will focus on a certain topic for that week, followed by coaching. So you'll not only have plenty of opportunities to get coached yourself, but you'll also learn so much from seeing other people with brains just like yours being coached too. 
Plus, over the course of the 12 weeks, you get three half an hour one-on-ones with me. So that's me and you over Zoom, one-on-one, digging into all of your mind drama. And you also get access to my online relationship anxiety course, which has eight modules with worksheets and recordings, all there for you to dig into along the way. I love this program so much and the last round was such a huge success with so many amazing people in it who created huge shifts in their thinking and within their relationships. It was just so amazing to witness and to be a part of it. So click the link in this episode description and it will take you to a page with all the details about the program. And the final thing I'll tell you before I let you go is I'm also offering a free taster session on the 5th of January which is a Thursday. And it's also the day that the doors to enroll will open. And this free taster session will focus on just one area of the program, which is handling scary what-if thoughts and uncertainty in your relationships. So you'll get an insight into that and you'll have the opportunity to come along and ask me all your niggling questions about the program. So if you want to sign up to the taster session, again, the link is also in the show notes. So go ahead and click and sign up. It'll be on January the 5th at 6pm UK time. But if you can't attend live, replays will also be sent straight to your inbox afterwards. So you'll still get to watch it and learn all about how to handle your anxious what if thoughts. If you have any questions about any of this, come and find me on Instagram at Rebecca All Coaching or drop me an email at Rebecca at RebeccaAllCoaching.com. Okay, guys, I hope you all have an amazing Christmas and New Year, and I can't wait to see you all in 2023. Speak to you soon. If you're loving this podcast, you can also hang out with Rebecca on Instagram and TikTok at Rebecca or Coaching. Don't forget to sign up to her email list for exclusive freebies and for more information on her one-to-one and group coaching programs.